Russia. There are other school massacres that don't qualify for this list because the killers had reached the age of 18 when they committed their crimes. In 2002, a 19-year-old who had been expelled from high school murdered 16 people at his former school in Erfurt, Germany. In 2007, an 18-year-old student murdered nine in his school in Tusela, Finland. And in 2012, a 20-year-old murdered 20 children and six adults in his former elementary school in Newtown, Connecticut. The first crime in the list you just heard to have occurred outside the United States was in Canada. And it was in Germany that a 17-year-old set the all-time record for juvenile mass murders. Not just in school, but anywhere. The two Columbine killers murdered 13 people between them. But the killer in Germany gunned down 15 victims by himself. Crimes of this sort have never before happened in human history. Today, massacres and the threat of such crimes are a ubiquitous reality. 5,000 years of human history, more than a 1,000 years of gunpowder weapons, and 150 years of repeating firearms. And not once did any juvenile commit such a crime until 1975. In the 1970s, most Americans had cable TV, and a decade of kids were exposed to violent movies through that medium. In the 1980s, we saw the widespread impact of VCRs, which brought violent movies to our children on demand. In the 1990s, we began to see the impact of violent video games on our children. As our kids' access to media violence increased, so did violent acts committed by children in their schools. Of course, it is not just juvenile massacres that have skyrocketed. Mass killings have become so commonplace, they are now an everyday occurrence, literally. The New York Times conducted an in-depth investigation into mass shootings with four or more people dead or wounded. They found that these shootings occur, on average, more than once every single day in the United States. In 2015, mass shootings resulted in 462 dead and 1,314 wounded. Sometimes you might hear about a recent decline in youth violence. Here are the facts. According to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, in 2013, 4,481 people of ages 10 to 24 were victims of homicide, an average of 12 young people every day. Homicide is the second leading cause of death for young people aged 15 to 24 in the United States, and it is the third leading cause of death for children aged 5 to 24. In a national sample of high school youth surveyed in 2013, 24.7% reported being in a physical fight within the last year, and 17.9% reported carrying a weapon, a gun, a knife, or club, on one or more days in the 30 days preceding the survey. In 2013 alone, 547,260 young people aged 10 to 24 were treated in emergency departments for injuries sustained from physical assaults.
If that still sounds like a decline in youth violence to you, consider this. On December 14, 2012, a 20-year-old man fatally shot 20 children and six adult staff members and wounded two at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. Those 26 lives lost and two wounded individuals will not significantly increase the total homicide numbers for the United States. Can numbers begin to explain what those murders mean to their families, to their community, and to this country as a whole? How we deter, detect, and defeat juvenile mass murders. When I train cops, federal agents, and educators, I always emphasize that we have become very good at preventing mass murders committed by juveniles. We have deterred.